Did or did not hordes of Apple Vision Pro buyers return their devices? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices After Dark. What happens before the show starts and after we sign off? Informative, fun, and completely off-script conversations. That's what. Mac Voices After Dark is an exclusive benefit for our Patreon subscribers. Sign up now at patreon.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The Mac Voices live panel took a look at the conflicting reports about the number of Apple Vision Pro devices that were returned. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. Marty just just said that, you know, it's about the apps for him. How about your app experience so far? For me, um, I you know, I the complaint was Apple wasn't coming out with enough apps, and there are plenty of apps on there. Uh, even if you get to 600, I don't know who uses 600 apps. Uh, now, there might be particular apps that people use that aren't available on it yet. Um, there might be a format of the app that is being uh you know brought over from ipad that doesn't suit well in vision pro um i i've been playing around with some other apps uh looking at new stuff um sky guide which you might be familiar from your phone where you can put it on and you can get the whole constellation view um, mm-hmm. i was doing a demo of it and reached out to touch one of the constellations and pulled the damn thing out of the sky. And then it sat in front of me. Oh, that's cool. It feels <laughs> like God. Um, that was, so that was an, an app that was well worth the purchase of the Vision Pro. Um, Four Flight Voyager is a, puts a, a little table in front of you that is a map of a uh air airport and you can see planes coming in and out in real time touch on the planes get all the information about the plane and where it's coming from great for hijackers and terrorists uh wonderful app for that purpose um and then a lava battery the battery in the headset when it's connected there's no indicator easily found you have to look up to open up the um, control panel. And then once you open up the control panel, it tells you the percentage of the battery that's left. Lava battery puts a little lava lamp with the percentage of the battery wherever you wanna put it, that's fun. But baseball starts on Friday. I'm a Chicagoan that now lives in Ohio. I don't have the blackout that Chicagoans have. So MLB starts for me and I get to watch the Cubs games. I'm really curious, consider, considering Apple's interface with MLB, what that will be like with Vision Pro. Hmm. So MLB, is this, is this, is this the training? Or, I mean, still, it's, it, this must be some of the training games, right? This is not the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, the, it's the games being played in Florida and, and Phoenix right now, so... I haven't. Yeah, read the season doesn't that. start, but yeah. Yeah, I haven't read anything about that. I mean, has anybody has anybody seen anything about any of the games being broadcast for, or what? I don't know what the term is anymore um, for the Apple Vision Pro. And does MLB have an app? 
is the question, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with that, you, Marty. I, it, at the very least, it's going to be a nice, beautiful, big screen. But yeah, I mean, the, they have the MLB app, and I've seen some folks demo some of it, including um, some of the video that they have captured on it that puts you on. It, it also creates the batting box in front of you so you can see where the pitches come in. Um, it's pretty it's pretty cool in terms of an immersive environment. Now, if they start doing cameras all over the ballpark, then you're going to have a completely different experience watching a game. Right. Tend to doubt they do that in spring training, uh, but uh, I mean, I, I, th- I also think they don't uh, uh, restrict the spring training games uh, like the blackouts are normally in uh, regular season games. So, hmm. hey, I want to welcome Brian Flanagan Arthur's to the panel. He uh, had a meeting and was running a little late, but he's here. Brian, great to have you as always. Well, thank you so much. Glad to be here. I'm sorry yeah. for my tardiness. Hey, that's sometimes that real life gets in the way, unfortunately. Um, how about everybody else? Uh, you know, we've been sort of letting our Vision Pro experts uh, take care of this tonight. Any anybody else see have Have you seen anything that was extra exciting or noteworthy? Uh, I did see one thing that was noteworthy, which could be a deal breaker for me right now. In uh, one of uh, Marquez Brownlee's videos, uh, he talked about. I mean, obviously kind of putting virtual windows and apps all over your your space is something that's pretty awesome. But the Vision Pro does not not save locations. So if you take it out of your house, you'll have to put everything back once you come back. Hmm. You'd... Well, okay, software update for that, hopefully. Yeah, but yeah, doesn't it would it, make sense. Even, even when you turn it off, it forgets, doesn't it? I thought it remembered as uh, as long as you're in uh, the same location. So how, but how I didn't turn one off in the store, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not quite <clears throat> clear on this. So are you talking about the things you put in your in your space yes that if yeah if, 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 if i thought if whatever I, window positions you have were temporary when you unplugged it then that went away and you had to start over when you rebooted but i don't have one so i think that's true <laughs> but i also think that if you open up a window in an app and you go to another location and don't use that app when you get back to your first location as long as you haven't turned anything off your your window is still there but if you open up like a Safari window and then you leave and you go to work and open up a Safari window, the other window goes away. So you can't have the same app, have windows in two geographic distant locations, but you could have a window in the kitchen and a window in the bedroom, a window in the basement, and well, you know, wherever that does work and it remembers all of it. Uh, rebooting it. I believe resets all the windows. Yeah. But just think, you know, Jeff had said, if there's a software update that might change, how cool it would be to just go around the U.S. tagging buildings with windows that only you can see when you show up there a couple of months later. That would be cool. And and uh, the, the other thing I'm visualizing, which 
isn't as cool if you have to reset window positions every time the machine turns on. Have all of my work windows open here in my office, and then uh, and then in the living room, have the windows for like watching movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I can just walk from room to room, and then I have my floating windows for whatever my activities are in that space, just sitting there waiting all the time. Yeah, that, that that's kind of the dream of how it should work. Yeah, well, it is one well, 1.1 1. 1 soon. Okay, device 1.0, <laughs> software 1.1 1. 1 soon. It's yeah. it's currently 1.1 1. 1 beta 3. Uh 1.03 okay. because they they released the uh password fix out, out in the clear. Okay, so I'm not pri- I'm not trying to be difficult and I'm not being smart about this. So Marty's on the plane He's in his case, he was watching a movie, but let's say he was working and takes the vision pro off to go to the restroom and then comes back. Obviously, the plane has changed geographic locations. Does that mean that? I mean, how often does it? Well, that's the travel mode, right? Yeah, that's a travel mode to present to prevent that sort of thing from happening. Okay, so could you turn travel mode on to prevent it from happening? Well, otherwise. Chuck, if you're on an airplane, you'd bring up a window and it would be like, oh, shoot, the window's <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, five miles behind me. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what yeah, I was thinking. That about. actually might be interesting to experience. <laughs> well, when, Give yourself whiplash spinning your head around to try to see the rest of the movie. Could you turn this plane around? I, I forgot to close that document. <laughs> I left the window open out back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's when when they were talking when you all were talking about moving from room to room and having different things set up in each room. I mean, listen, you you got to wonder, okay, how sensitive is it? <clears throat> Obviously, it it knows where it is, but and and so can you tr- could you turn travel mode off to not have that happen? If I if I wanted to walk from room to room and have my same setup, if if I decide I'm here in my office and I'm going to go to the living room and sit down and not have to redo everything. I, I think it might have something to do with being on the same Wi-Fi, um, you know, that allows you to kind of drop that. I don't know. Um, it's the magic. Okay. I Listen, not having one, you know, I've, I'm, I'm trying to take your experiences and live vicariously. Yeah. Well, so. you know, you've just given us a bunch of stuff to field test. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried travel mode yet, but I'll, I'll try wandering out through the woods and, do travel mode and leave windows and yeah. Um, now I did hear there was one comment about um, putting your Vision Pro in a case and not turning it off where in some cases it got warm. And I've been sort of ignoring that. I haven't had it all of a sudden get warm. Maybe it's because people let the battery run down and we're charging it with the case all closed. I'm not really sure. So I was going to do some more testing with that. Uh, but I think the longest I've had it running is three days straight where I didn't reboot it. I just had it always plugged into a cable. And that was nicely convenient. And then there was a software update and I had to reboot it anyway. And then I turned it off. But uh, Now, I did have one interesting conversation on that last day where I had to decide, do I keep it or do I return it? 
Um, Apple's been fairly responsive in the past. You know, if you call Apple Care and ask a product question, especially right after you buy something. But in this particular case, they were extremely responsive because I had a couple of questions about warranty. And if somebody else was using the device and I was buying Apple Care monthly, how did that all work? Um, because I got mo- different answers in the store. It said, well, you get 30 days. And if you don't put your Apple ID back in the device, it won't renew or something like that which turns out isn't the case. It's like with everything else, AppleCare, it's tied to the serial number and it shows up as a um, uh, subscription. So it just keeps running no matter who is using the device. Um, and and that was kind of nice. And then there, depending on how you bought the Apple Vision, it might or might not have been properly associated with your Apple ID, especially if you just went into the store and picked it up. And so there was a process to make sure it got reassociated correctly so that I could actually see it from all of my devices and know that AppCare was still working. That was really good. But this is the first time I've had not only had them do a case, but then when they had to pass me off from one person to the other to double check some questions I had, um, the original person who did the case tracked the case called me back 45 minutes later to check in to see if everything was resolved. And because I was still on the phone, I couldn't actually answer the call to talk to him. So I got a text message, another phone call, and a day later, another follow-up with email checking to see if everything was correct until I you know, sent something back, responded, and let them know kind of what the outcome was and that everything had been resolved. So they do seem to be tracking very, very closely, especially if you're close to the end of the return window or if there's some question of, are you going to keep it or not keep it? And what is the issue around that? They, they do seem to be watching for that. I think they just don't know. Mm. So I found that interesting. But the whole, you know, get one, play with it, use your full two weeks. If it doesn't work, you can bring it back. That still seems to be very prevalent. I, you know, and and I think it's a good idea because a week and a half is about how long it takes to find out, yep, it's going to work or not quite yet. You know, or in my case, yeah, it's going to work, but I need two more people to help pay for it because it's not fully worth it to me just yet but i think you know as been has been said already tonight it will be worth it maybe even as early as the summer as apps mature you know there are a lot of things like i can't use teams zoom i have to reconnect multiple times during an hour because i lose audio that hasn't really resolved itself yet um you know so little things like that you know, stuff is available. You can use it, but it's not fully there quite yet. Uh, I can open up photos. I can look at pictures, but I can't edit. Maybe they don't intend to ever have you edit, but right now I have to have another device around to actually do the edit part. I can just view. So little things like that. Yeah. Um, if I can offer an editorial comment, um, the fact that you can't use Teams with it, that to me is a feature. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Sorry. 
Um, Barry in our chat room put in from, uh, from Apple support. Travel mode is designed solely for passenger use on an airplane. In some situations, Apple Vision Pro may prompt you to turn it on, but don't use travel mode if you're not on an airplane. What if you're on a train? Or automobile. <laughs> the the video I saw some one of the early adopters show was they got on a subway train. This was the guy who spent all day going around New Casey York wearing it. And it switched in, it switches into travel mode. I mean, that was my experience when okay. I was on the plane. It notices you're moving and it switches into travel mode. Okay. So it's not you're moving at 400 miles an hour before it kicks in. It's okay. Yeah. Th that's good. At a slower speed. <clears throat> I'm sooner or later, somebody's going to do some testing and say, okay, you know, at 52.5 miles an hour, that's when it kicks in. Well, presumably, if you're on an airplane, you want it to kick in at the gate. Well, um, that's a fair point, Jim. <laughs> Apple says, no, travel, travel mode should never be used while operating any vehicle or heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah. Like cough syrup. Yeah. So I, I saw I saw a YouTube today of a guy uh, hooked it up to his and he was flying his DJI drone. Um, with it. um yeah, he was uh he was like, I think this is how I always want to fly my drone from now on. It was quite mm -hmm. a complicated setup. He had to somehow use his Macintosh and he said he was gonna post another video explaining it. So um, and also, although he was saying, you know, it was a gray area, I, I think it's illegal because uh, you're supposed to be able to see the drone with your eyes. And I think pass-through vision is not going to count as seeing with your eyes. Yeah, that that's something I would check with the FAA before doing. Well, they're going to say no. Full yeah. Stop. <laughs> Hey, before we leave this, because uh, I do want to get on to uh, some of the return rate discussions, but um, Brian, I know you did a Vision Pro demo, and I wanted to make sure that you got your feedback in, too, because you, not having done it, you pointed out one particular thing that was really impressive for you. Yeah, I was going to say, it was a really neat experience, and what I've been sharing with uh, friends and family, uh, I did this yesterday morning, um, but since then, I've been sharing Whenever you see the commercials or you see uh, YouTube reviews and things of that nature and articles on the Apple Vision Pro, I would say about 10% of what I viewed or read was was what I understood, but 90% of it was something that I really could only have done by experiencing it. And it was pretty amazing. Uh, in particular... Um, when it got to the part of the demo where they're showing off the spatial video, there is a particular uh, demonstration video that they show with a uh, children's birthday party. And um, there's a, a cake with lit candles and they're blowing out the candles. That blew me away. Like, no pun intended, blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was so <laughs> cool. And um, it's hard to put into to words just the. You know, it, you know, I've seen all the commercials, you know, uh, you know, listen to all the, you know, people and what they had to say about the device. But to experience that, that was breathtaking. That was really cool. And so uh, in, in particular, yeah. 
I, I'm with you on that. When when that thing came up and I'm looking at it, part of my brain was saying, this is the coolest thing ever. And another part of my brain was saying, this is not real. There's <laughs> no way for you to comprehend how this is actually happening. And But then the other part of my brain kicks in, holy crap, holy crap. Because it, I mean, it is that amazing. Yeah, truly was, yeah. That, that that immersive experience that you have with the three-dimensional objects was just amazing. Did they send all of your uh, fitting stuff back to your to uh, your phone for you? Yeah, it's super helpful. Yeah, in case I want to throw down $3,500 yeah, stacks. It's, yeah. I mean, it was really smart <laughs> because with that, I mean, you just you could just buy it right there at any time. And then show up at, at your store and walk out with your box. And uh, yeah, and in my case, they're like, okay, just remember when you do this, don't include the lenses with this part because you know it's not the right prescription. Hmm. But it even had the prescription in there for the lenses that they used with me. Well, I, I, I saw one video <clears throat> that seemed so genuine. And because of who it was, it really got my attention. I'm throwing the link in the chat room now. David Letterman, and it's a, it's very short, and you don't see <laughs> yeah. what he's seen. Yeah, but I saw that. Yeah. But he, he seemed so, you know, when they finally got it to kick in, because he was having, a, they were having a little bit of trouble, and he had, was having some assistance. And once it happened, his reaction just seemed to be so, honest to God, genuine, that it really makes me want to go and try this out. Um, so if you haven't seen it, check out the link uh, to the YouTube video. But yeah, that that got my attention probably more than any of the other people, you know, any of the other YouTubers ranting and raving about how wonderful it was. Yep. I'm watching the video now, and it's so interesting to see Dave doing what so many people do, which is you pick up, you're picking up your hands and putting them up here to, to, to uh, tap on something, and you don't need to. Like I sat at the table in the Apple store with my arms on the table and just kind of leaning on the table and I need to select something. Boom. Boom. I'm just doing that with my hands on the table. And I mean, that, that was so cool. You're not, you don't have to do minority report monkey crazy uh, movements. Hmm. I hadn't even thought about that, Jeff, but yeah, you're right. You're right. So I did want to get though to to the to the returns. I mean, we we ask our panel here if they returned anything, and I think it's really interesting. So I'm throwing an article in from Apple Insider that was was uh, early on um, as the return process started, and it seems like there this is almost like a tale of two cities. Um, there was there was a piece on the Today Show. I think it was Monday, but don't hold me to that. It was it was either Friday or Monday that was really made like sound like everybody was returning to, you know, anxious to return these things. Um, they had a bunch of, you know, folks saying it was too heavy. It's too this, it's too that. And it was, I mean, it was a very negative piece as far as I was concerned. Then Ken Ray on his show said that he was seeing something more in line with Apple Insider, but he also had, I guess, talked to some sources at Apple stores and they, they were telling him that the biggest group of people returning Vision Pros were YouTubers who had been basically using this as a 14-day rental so they could create content for their for their site. 
So I don't know. And of course, we'll never know what the truth is because you know, Apple never tells anybody about anything like that. But it it just it really once again it highlighted highlighted to me why you can't just take one news source or even two that you really need to look around read a bunch of different ones especially if it's something that is going to affect you or is controversial I mean who who saw what reports other than the ones I mentioned anyone Mark Oh I saw those and I think I saw something in the Times uh, as well. And my general sense is, you know, there's a lot of uh, schadenfreude out there that, you know, people would like to see because Apple's so big that they'd like to see them, you know, stumble or fall any way they can. Uh, you know, plus it's an expensive product. So I think a lot of people are upset and pissed off that it is at the price point that it is, you know. So I think that plus a lot of fact that, you know, a lot of people don't have the ability to really understand that a big population can have completely different behavior than the one or two or three people that you know, you know. So I think you know, combining that with, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, I think uh, the story that Ken had, you know, in uh, in Mac OS Ken for anyone in the audience who doesn't listen to it, uh, it has that essential truthiness that it is, uh, it, it is reviewers and bloggers and YouTubers who didn't see value in spending money on it, but they grab gladly go get it for a. 14-day, you know, free trial period to uh, juice all their uh, views and their clicks and uh, audience uh, audience mindshare. So, you know, I'm not surprised, you know. So I think I, I think the key thing is um, for anyone who thinks that, okay, maybe there was a surge of returns, just watch the Apple refurbished store. See how long it takes for Apple Vision Pro to make an appearance there. Because yeah, Mark. If it is as high as the forty percent that you know some insane estimates uh, were, you know, I think we'd see that really pretty quickly. But you know, I don't think we'll see it until probably late summer or fall. Yeah, I saw an interesting argument in the uh, Apple Vision Pro Discord group where someone said, "What if they did a fifty fifteen percent restocking fee? How many people would go get the free loaner?" For 14 days. (laughs) And, you know, because it would cost them 400 plus dollars to return it. Um, But then they also suggested, you know, we've heard of restocking fees before, but um, Apple might have kind of not had that deliberately to get more units out there to get more people playing with it, knowing that a percentage were going to come back. But I think it's really over. It's blown out of proportion. It's the schadenfreude that you're talking about, uh, Mark, that people like to see it fail. Um, I like it when it comes from people who compare it to meta. I have a meta and this is much better. Well, I'm returning mine because my meta does everything I want it to do. Okay. Yeah, I I think there are a lot more people who are reluctant to purchase it in the first place then there are people who are purchasing it and returning it so i think the yeah go ahead and purchase it you can return it in 14 days i think a good number of the people who make it that far aren't going to return it they're going to figure out some way that they can keep it and hang on to it there are a lot of people who want it who enjoyed the demo but it is just too expensive for them or it doesn't do what they needed to do right now but they'll continue thinking about it or they'll wait or they're going to plan on doing something you know 
after their tax returns or in June or whatever. Um, and, you know, so I, I think that the problem is getting people to purchase it, not having them purchase it and return it. I, I agree with that. I don't think most people think, oh, I'm going to buy this and then return it in before the return period, 14 days. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of people, you know, they just um, they're conditioned to, you know, think hard about, you know, the $3,500 plus any lenses or any other accessories plus sales tax. So, you know, I think it is very much a considered purchase at that uh, price level. The people that are that are surprised that that YouTubers and influencers are picking these up, doing their stuff, and then returning that returning them during that 14-day window. Why are they surprised at this? This is how that that industry works. They do mm -hmm. this with all kinds of products, not just Vision Pro. New laptop comes out that they that they want to talk about. They'll pick it up, do their thing, return it during the window. It's it's this is not a Vision Pro thing. This is just yeah. business as usual for these yeah. people. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if anything, uh, the uh, the current emerging market for this uh, might have that skew the return numbers a lot more than it would on, on a MacBook, where it would just be a drop in a bucket. But, I mean, I think after the first couple of weeks, you'll see kind of everything even out. Now, what I'm looking for is how easy is, is it to reserve time to get a demo? Super easy. Yeah, right now I I don't think it's difficult, and you know that I think is more of an indication of you know where people are and how ready they are, and I think it'll change over time. But right now, I think there's a lot of caution. Yeah, when but, I got my my uh, demo, um, I was scheduled a week out. But when I got in there, they had one person dedicated to me, and they did not limit me to the half hour that it was scheduled for. So I I had that thing on my face for almost a full hour. That just means there was nobody behind scheduling the slot behind you. Uh, I'm well. In this case, yes, I know that because there wasn't anyone else doing demos, but they do have multiple demo units in the store. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.